Hey Dope Friends, it's your girl Kim. And your girl CJ. And we are back for season two of Two Dope to Be Bro. So excited. Yo. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Welcome back, Kim. Welcome back, CJ. How you feeling? <laughs> really? Is that that's how we're starting it off? That is how we're starting off. You guys, God, it is October. Unless you've been under a rock, we have literally been in the house for almost an entire year. That's wild. It's crazy to me. Like, I feel like when we plan, you know, by the way, you guys, our anniversary is in a couple days. Like, give it up for CJ and I. You guys, we had, y'all know I'm a squirrel tangent. (laughs) We had this vision for two dubs to be broke. um, October 4th of 2020. No, 2019. Yeah. And it's crazy. It's been a year. But we what I was going to say is, <laughs> when we planned this, that we were like, 2020 is our year. Like many of you guys, we had no idea mm-hmm. that 2020 was about to shut all of it down. I mean, <laughs> I was when I was coming over here today, and I was thinking about, you know, like the podcast and like even like reflecting over the year. And in my mind, I was like, 2020 <laughs> Like was like, you know, remember like Hustle and Flow, that movie and that song, Whip That Trick? I felt like that was 2020. Like 2020 was like, whip that trick. And I was the trick that they wanted to whip. And I didn't understand why. I mean, like we say all the time, like snatch it by the edges. I feel like we are bald. Bald head. That's why my emoji that I sent to you guys, like it's only just yes. around the perimeter. Like my hair is gone from this year. I'm tired. I mean, from a pandemic. Man, to all of these All deaths. these deaths. I mean, depression, brutality, racism, depression is just on and on. Right. I, I feel like, and I don't want to say it, but I'm going to say it. Everything that could go wrong, like, I mean, <laughs> it, it, went, it went wrong. Right. Um, and I think that a lot of people, including us sometimes, mm-hmm. even in the midst of the year, had a hard time trying to like bounce back from a lot of stuff. Absolutely. Um, because the reality was some of the things we just simply were not expecting. At all. I mean, we came into 2020, everybody was like, this is the year of vision. Exactly. This is the year that we're going to, you know, finally make things happen. We got to like take it by storm. Yeah. But that storm took us. <laughs> that storm definitely took us. But I think, you know, not to be like the Debbie Downers, but Listen. it's just like our reality, right? It is. But I think even before like we go into that, it's like we're going to touch more For on sure. that. But we got to check in. So I'm going to start the check in this round because <laughs> I feel like there is, even though like, you know, it's been like a heavy year, there's been like blessings. Yes, it has it, been. It. So I got to check in with my girl, Kim. How are you doing? I am very, very, very pregnant, guys. <laughs> That's how I'm doing. How pregnant are you? I'm very, very pregnant. I am currently seven months pregnant with twins. Ooh, I mean, mighty baby. God, which was also not the plan for 2020, mm-hmm. but God was, he's full, he's full of surprises. <laughs> um, but other than that, like, I'm feeling really good. Yeah. Like you said, there has been a lot of craziness happening in 2020. But I've also had a lot of blessings this year. Um, And we'll probably touch on it, but we've had opportunities to write for some Mm -hmm. shows. Um, Even though our shows have been placed on pause, 
Amen. <laughs> <laughs> but we've been able to write Christmas shows. Yes. We've been doing stuff for Two Dubs to Be Broke. Mm-hmm. Um, we're in the process of doing some things right now. I mean, I feel like we always say that, but amen. Like, we're, we're not like, just talking, you guys. You guys like, it's legit. 2020 has been a year of pending. <laughs> pending. <laughs> I mean, just pending. <laughs> but yeah, I mean... Outside of trying to adjust to this new normal right. um, with the kids being at home, working from, you know, working from home and then they're at school from home and trying to like understand what that all looks like for us. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a blessing. Like I've been able to spend more time with them. Yeah. I'm currently not working, which I ain't never not done in right. my life. So there'll be days where I'll be like, <laughs> what are you doing with your life? And then there's other days where I'm like, you could do this. Exactly. Like I'm used to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've been I've been good. I mean, I've been snatched a few times, but <laughs> but, but God. What right. about you? How you been? Um, honestly, I am in a better space. Better state. Um, because as we've you know mentioned already, twenty twenty had me up against the wall. I was like, no more, please. But um, like you said, like we, we definitely had like some good moments. Um just being able to see like that dream come to life mm-hmm. of being a screenwriter, having the opportunity to work on two shows, yes. which I didn't think was At possible. Um, so yeah, I was going to shout out the people, but I'm like, not yet, but that shout out is <laughs> coming. But yeah, but just being able to write, um, I'm in my third year, my master's yes, program. So hopefully next year by spring or fall, I'll be graduating <laughs> with that master's, depending on how, you know, with everything with COVID and all of that. Yeah. But that's been a blessing. Um, I didn't have to strangle nobody from like that being like, you know, just, you know, in the house. No, with that's your family. real. Yes. You know, I took like my first like staycation Aww. this year. So I was super happy just to have that time to myself. A little woo-saw, mm-hmm. just getting back to Crystal, which is definitely needed. So overall, it has been like a solid year. I'm grateful. I mean, like even like God has sustained me like to the point yes. where like I didn't have to worry about like, any bills. For sure. Like I'm a full-time student and yeah, I have like the writing gigs, but still like, I mean, like they like that money that ain't coming money, yeah. in, like right. how, how it will come, you know, eventually. But just to see that God has sustained me to the point where, like, I don't have to worry about my bills for the rest of the year. Jesus. Like, that's the level of setup that, like, that's the God I that's, that's, that's my God friend. You Amen. know, so I'm just super grateful for that. So, yeah, so overall, like, you know, it has been a blessing. Like, I, I really can't complain, even though mother wanted to complain. Period. <laughs> I think we all do. And even, even talking a little bit about complaining, because mm-hmm. I think that for us, um, because we're those type of people where we're like, oh, I don't want to complain, it's hard for us to be real. Right. And I think throughout this time, there's been moments where we've had to be real with each other as yeah, friends absolutely. and be like, hey, I've been a little off. Mm-hmm. Like, my spirit ain't right. It's a lot going on. I don't feel creative. Right. And that's that's been the reality. So, yes, we've been able to bounce back, but we've also been forced, like, this year to speak up yeah. and say how we really feel and talk about things and issues that we normally would just kind of brush past mm-hmm. because we're, we're rushing. We're doing this. We're doing that. Exactly. But while you're in quarantine, while your job is gone, while, you know, you don't have anything to do but kind of stay still – and deal with your feelings, mm-hmm. you got to start talking to people. Right. <laughs> because they're going to think you're crazy. Exactly. So I think that, you know, 
I don't necessarily think we were complaining, but I think that there has been real moments where we yeah. talked about like, hey, it's it's a lot. It's a lot going on. Exactly. And I think like, you know, you even mentioned, I feel like a lot of times, especially like with this year, we feel like we haven't had that safe space mm-hmm. to be honest. Um, but I feel like more than ever, like we are in a moment like where our voices matter, where it's like if you're not doing good, if you're grieving, yeah. if you're depressed, like you need to speak up Say on something. that yeah. because right now, like in the, in our minds, we feel like because like we we have to be like in a place of isolation, then we have to isolate ourselves mm-hmm. with, with our thoughts, we have to isolate like our just just like whatever like we're feeling. And so I'm grateful that like you know you're in my life where yeah. I could be like Kim, like yeah. I'm depressed, like or I'm Same. sad today. But I don't feel like crying because I'm trying to be, like, strong for everybody else. But, like, you create that space for me to be like, no, like, it's okay to cry. Yeah. Like, it's and okay to grieve. I feel like that, grieve. too. Right. <laughs> it's been a week for me, too. <laughs> you know, it's just been so real. So I think, you know, I'm, I'm grateful that even, like, during, like, this pandemic, you know, like, we were able to still, like, you know, like, we weren't, like, recording or doing like, yeah. a lot of things together. We still have that space where we were just like, hey, sure. girl, like, you still float? Agreed. No? Okay, well, like, <laughs> and, what can we do to get you out of that? And even, like, not feel, the, dealing with the reality of, like, not feeling creative. Oh, yeah. You know, Two Dubs We Broke, the whole thing is about, like, being creative. Like, it's for creatives. And there's been real moments where we just haven't felt that way. Right. And I think the last time we met, so the last time Two Dubs We Broke, the first season met, we were talking about the tragedy of Kobe Bryant's death. Yeah. And we we sort of started the year off. We ended our season and started the year off with losing someone that was literally building a legacy. And we talked about that in that episode. And then we moved into COVID. (laughs) And I mean... And, And we thought, like, Jesus. Like, it could it can it get any worse? And then we had our our quarantine and mm-hmm. series during that time because we were kind of forcing ourselves to, to still creative. stay creative right. in that exactly. space. And I think that that's what a lot of us did um, during this time was in the beginning, just everything was so uncertain mm-hmm. that we were like, well, let's just try and make things as normal as possible. Right. Um, and then towards about April, May-ish, people were like, ain't nothing normal about this. Like, like, there's, right. nothing, there's nothing normal. So I say all that yeah. to say that if you were not having real conversations with people, um, you probably struggled a little more than you needed to exactly. because things got real, and it got real, real fast. Exactly. I mean, just, you know, let's talk about even some of the things that we dealt with from the last time we met till now. We, we talked about police brutality mm-hmm. and, you know, the person I refused to net 40s or 45. Yeah. Uh, like there's just been yeah. so much mm-hmm. that we that we've dealt with, and exactly. even personal, mm-hmm. like dealing with people close to us dying um, due to like COVID and things right. like that, and just like how how were you able to really kind of digest all the things that were happening around mm-hmm. you um, and be a sounding board for other people? Plus, like, kind of keep your own sanity. Like, what what did that look like for you? Honestly, um, and I'm still digesting, mm-hmm. to be honest, because I we've we've never experienced <laughs> anything like this. And I think, like, in the beginning, to be completely honest, like, I wasn't taking COVID, like, you know, seriously. None like, in the beginning, were. I'm like, yeah. oh, like, this is just, like, like a highlight, like, you know, a higher grade level of, like, the flu or something. So I remember, like, in the beginning stages, like, people weren't really social distancing. Like, we weren't, mm-hmm. like, wearing masks. And then I remember, like, going to Target one day, and everybody had on masks. Everybody, and bandanas. Yep. And I was the only one, like, 
Did somebody sign a memo and I didn't get it? Same. And so then it was like, now it's mandatory. And then, like you have mentioned, like all of these deaths and, mm-hmm. and you know, like you said, like we experienced like, you know, two deaths like within our church. Yeah. Like back to back. Like a and, week apart. you know, and we were you know, fairly like close to like the people. So that was really hard. And I think for me in that and, and with those situations, it, I almost felt like I couldn't grieve because mm-hmm. it wasn't like I didn't. It was, I was like blood related to them, right? Right. And so, um, and so, it was like I was sat like at a distance, and but it was like me suppressing. It wasn't like me giving myself like that space to for grieve. sure. And so, trying to be like the strong friend, so you know, like I was trying to be strong for you know like, that situation, not wanting to seem selfish, mm-hmm. and I'm like grief like you can't okay be selfish grieve, grief, yeah. you know but like learning that later on so um so yeah so for me it was more so like I was just trying to be like the sounding board like mm-hmm. all of the time suppressing my feelings suppressing my emotions and then even uh you know share with Kim and some of our other friends where one night after church I'm walking out putting some things away for our pastors I'm in their car and somebody gets shot yes, like 50 feet away mm-hmm. from me and I just kind of like stood there and I was out there, luckily I was out there with somebody else. I'm like, were those gunshots? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we did like that little <laughs> like good upstairs, you know, but like when I came back down and seen like the ambulance and all of that, like it just really hit me. Like life is so precious, yeah. but people are not like realizing it. So it was just so much happening. I know like the next day I hit up Kim and I'm like, I'm sad, but yeah. again, like trying to suppress my grief. And it just became unbearable. And then Chow, like Chadwick passed away. And I and I just, Ugh. and <laughs> this is going to sound like very dysfunctional, but I had to tell God, I'm not accepting his death right now. Like, this is just too mm-hmm. much mm-hmm. death. So I'm going to be delusional at the moment. And in my mind, I have to, like, just say, like, Check he's out. not dead. Yep. Like, I can't, so I'm like, but that, I can't watch any of his stuff. I can't see any posts on Instagram about him. Like, I have to just hold on to, to a little bit yeah. of peace because it was so quick. You know, we didn't know he was sick and all these different things. So I think for me, like, one way of coping, even though like, I don't recommend it, just having to tap into a space of delusion just for a moment. So I'm like, it's just, it's overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And, and it's kind of like that. It's like, let me just check out just a little bit. Like, let me just remember the things that were positive were yes. good the way things were and and you know so for me that's just been kind of like one of the ways that I have coped but then I have to like definitely go to God and just be like okay I, I can't handle this mm-hmm. anymore and in his presence I was able just to surrender mm-hmm. have that good cry and like even like y'all like I promise you like me and God's relationship is like super bomb but even then like I remember just you know bawling and he was like now it's time for you to grieve like Chadwick mm-hmm. and people are like girl it's not that deep but for black people and it just was. you know we love it our was. celebrities we love like our people and so for me I was just like Thank you, God, that you even acknowledge the fact that I could grieve somebody who mm-hmm. I don't have that connection to. But we all felt connected to Absolutely. him, you know. So for me, it was just like just being okay with grief, being okay to be like a support system to others, but also asking for support. Absolutely. And I think for during this time, that's like one of the biggest lessons that I've learned because I'll be honest, I'm not a person who likes to ask for support. Mm, Sometimes like, I feel very weak. <laughs> so that's what like, my takeaway was that God was trying to 
you know, with even within the pandemic of being isolated, was showing me that you have community, you have people that you can be vulnerable with, mm-hmm. and you have to learn how to be vulnerable with people. So that was, you know, for me, just like that biggest lesson through everything. Yeah. And being okay, like, y'all, I feel weak today. Pray for me, hug me, something. Yes, you know? absolutely. So. That's big. That, mm-hmm. that hug thing was big, especially mm-hmm. because with social distancing, a lot of people were missing that. It seems dramatic, but people were really missing that physical, that physical touch, which exactly. means a lot yeah yeah what about you though um you know what like you said I think that it's a it's a process like I think that I don't think I've still I don't think I've achieved this Mm -hmm. sense of like oh yeah I'm good now um especially with dealing with everything that's happening you know like everybody else is dealing with it but also dealing with the emotions and the hormones that come with being pregnant Mm. so like there's days where I'm just like nothing's right and I don't and who are you and like like my husband like Kyle's like what is happening and I'm just like it's just not a good day um and I think the reality is for me is that I had to make sure that I kept things as normal as possible for my kids so for them, all of this is so... Like, for us, it's different. Mm-hmm. But imagine for them. Being a like, child. they don't understand yeah. any of this. They mm-hmm. don't understand COVID. They don't understand police brutality and racism. And I'm trying to have, like, real, raw, open conversations with a 4-year-old and an 11-year-old yeah. about, you know, why somebody got shot and, char- and, and literally started an entire movement of us saying enough is enough and also trying to explain to a four-year-old why we have to wear a mask everywhere now and so um and when things are going to open back up and for my birthday can we do something without a mask like those are Mm. those are things that you're like as a mom you're just like this is too much like not even just for me but I can only imagine like what they're dealing with so I didn't have a lot of time I didn't have a lot of chances to process what I was feeling because I wanted to make sure that they were okay so during those moments like at nighttime where it was just me and I was just like oh you you're really not feeling that great Mm -hmm. (laughs) and just having those moments Mm -hmm. of just decompressing and saying like it's first of all it's okay to feel it's okay to be vulnerable and tell people that you're not doing okay because for me I grew up in a family of of strong women who we did not say how we felt like as black women yes if you talked about your feelings you were considered weak you were considered you know like you know we don't do that what happens in this house stays in this house it's those type of situations so for me to to reach out and just be like you know today wasn't the best day it's still hard for it's still hard like it's a process every day because I don't want to be considered weak um but I realize it's for one that's stupid and it's toxic and it's really like causing a slow death and I had to realize like I couldn't deal with that by myself especially you know, carrying two other lives and they're feeling what I'm feeling and all these different emotions. So it's a process every day and just being honest with myself about how I feel that day, Mm -hmm. checking in with myself that day and being okay with whatever I feel in that moment. That's so good, those daily (laughs) check-ins. Yeah, being being okay with how I feel in that moment. And then also just looking to the future. Like, we'll we'll touch on it later, but just looking to the future, like, yeah, everything is unpredictable, Mm -hmm. but I think that what gives me hope is that there's pieces that um, I can plan for the future. Only God knows what will happen, but but being able to see beyond what's happening now Mm -hmm. gives me a sense of, like, hope. Right. Um, So... 
it's been a very, very unexpected year, but I'm still holding on to this idea of like this it's not this isn't it. This right. isn't this isn't all of it. Exactly. Um yeah. you said something uh, you you mentioned Chadwick's death mm-hmm. and that was something that took us all by storm, but going before that, mm-hmm. um, you talked about how you didn't it was crazy to feel connected to someone that we weren't necessarily connected to right and that brings me to that brings me to think about the death of <clears throat> Brianna Taylor mm-hmm. and also um it, like all, Eric Garner like all these people that we've lost through police brutality right. um and as blacks we felt extremely connected to yeah. this year and emotionally drained absolutely because if we have to watch another video or hear another uh, of of another thing, right? Um, it's it's be, it's a lot, and I want to touch on that because that's something that also it's happened in twenty. It's been happening forever, right? But it's really in twenty twenty mm-hmm. something changed. Like right. we decided that you know what this is not okay, exactly, and it really shifted everything, and and we we became so connected to people that we didn't even know personally but we made a decision that this is important for us Mm -hmm. and we're going to be the change that's needed for this stuff to stop happening and so I want to talk about just like the the disappointment that we've been feeling um as as a black community of not getting proper justice um, of these things and these situations and how that has also been emotionally draining for us in 2020 Mm -hmm. because I think that that is going to um if you guys don't know um this is like the last few like day to register to vote in California. Right. And so these issues that we're talking about, it's important that you understand why we're talking about it and why it's important for you to vote. But how did even those deaths like spark something on the inside of you to say, okay, 2020 may be trash, but it's, this is bigger than me. Like, right. let me get up and figure out like what I can do to make, make a change, mm-hmm. even in the midst of all this craziness. Right. Honestly, Kim, uh, crazy enough, and again, like, y'all, just rock with me. Mm -hmm. But I remember, I think it was after the death of Ahmaud, Mm -hmm. and I remember being in my room, and I have this necklace that says Black Lives Matter on it, and I was gearing to put it away, and I remember hearing the Lord say, you guys are about to start chanting this again. And I was just like, what? (laughs) Like, for why? And literally, it was just death after death and then we see the protesters and we're back out there chanting black lives matter and so for me it was like god was like preparing but you can never be prepared for a life being taken you can never be Mm -hmm. prepared for injustice you can never be prepared for racism as much as we try to prepare our children prepare ourselves you never know how you're going to respond in that moment when you are faced with just blatant disrespect and blatant injustice. And so for me, especially with the death of Breonna Taylor, mm-hmm. it was so heartbreaking because, and it's not to, you know, pit against each other, you know, our brothers and our sisters, but like black women, we are truly disrespected. I mean... like, honestly, and it's so frustrating to the point where 
like they was trying to make her boyfriend paint her out to be this bad yep. individual yep. and that she was like, you know, going along with everything. And I'm like, are you guys crazy? We're missing you, the entire point. Right. Yeah. Like you don't value, like first off, like you go into her, you bust in her house. Guns are blazing, which you're not supposed to do, and then you ki- you kill her, and then you say, in order for us to look good, let's put this woman, a young woman, let's paint her in a bad light to cover ourselves. When I tell you, Kim, this has been so disgusting because we see even with you know with Ahmad with George Floyd, with like George they always want to go and try to pull up some dirt on these men and these women when they are at fault for killing mm-hmm. us, and then they expect for us to be silent and, and just go along with it. But I'm so grateful for the movements that have been rising up, that have been saying we're done with this, and even yeah. for myself, like I and I'm so frustrated. But I wish I could have been out there, you know, pro protesting yeah but for me i'm like okay i can't make it to these protests but i'm going to register to vote make you know i'm going to make sure that i utilize my voice i'm donating to these different contributions i'm signing the petitions because i want to see justice now unfortunately them suckers played brianna taylor's life where y'all are going (laughs) to say oh we're going to charge him for some holes that were shot in the wall yeah it's but so let me reel it back but yeah literally it's sickening when you said it like I just my stomach turned again because mm-hmm. I'm like and we see we see it on social media like the walls were more important than her life. Than her life. And I feel the same way about you know George Floyd who was the one who really sparked all of this in 2020. Mm-hmm. Like his death was one that like I, I remember that that video of his daughter that right. said you know my daddy changed your world and mm-hmm. it's like he his death unfortunately it really did because mm-hmm. it shook something on the inside of us mm-hmm. that said like enough is enough exactly. like our like it doesn't matter if he came and had a hundred different you know fake you know fake money it doesn't matter right like that's beyond the point and when do you recognize that we're important how are dogs more important how are how is yes. you know the walls more important and it, it's just it's just really a sick thing but i think that it's important like what you said is you know i couldn't make it to the protest but i did this mm-hmm. because so many of us we felt guilty about not being able to do certain things right. Um, because that's what it looked like everybody else was doing. And I think it's important that even as we close this year, that you just make a decision to do what you can do to make the, to make the change. If you can't be on the front lines, like for me, I wasn't on the front lines protesting because I have two little kids at home and I was pregnant and I'm like people getting, you know, knocked over. Like it was just a lot going on. So I had to make the Mm -hmm. conscious decision as bad as I wanted to do it, as bad as I wanted to go out there and protest for George Floyd, as bad as I wanted to go out and protest for Ahmaud, as bad as I wanted to go out and protest for Brianna and all the other people that we lost. Like we talked about Eric Garner, all Mm -hmm. of those people. I had to do so. I had to realize, like, I can't do this, but I can donate here. I can give to here. I can sign this. And it's important that you make the decision to do what you could do to make the change and the difference in the space that you can. You can do it. Exactly. And I think the thing, too, that we have to just as, you know, as a black community and those who want to be our allies and are coming in as allies, we have to make sure that 
when everything is said and done that we don't go silent either because we see that a lot. We see that in the heat of the moment, we're out there, we're protesting, we're yeah. trying to get things organized. But then when we stop saying their names, then we also go silent. We do. And we can't do that anymore. We, do. we have to understand that this country has committed the greatest the greatest sin that they refuse to acknowledge, which is slavery. They mm. won't apologize for it. Not that so much it would make it better, but my God, like, <laughs> you Jesus. need to acknowledge it and don't tell us to get over it because when other things happen and it's you no shame to remember by losing anyone in 9-11, that was super huge. But you guys say never forget 9-11, but you're very quick to say Forget that your ancestors were slaves. Mm -hmm. Forget that racism or racism doesn't exist. Actually, mm -hmm. it does. You're seeing it, but you always want minorities to forget yep. things that taken place in their lives. But we got to remember all these other things. And I think for us, we have to make sure that we don't forget, but we make sure that other people don't forget as well. So yeah. that looks like truly becoming organized. It looks like you voting. It looks like you actually getting into these spaces of being in your government, getting into the police department, even though, like, yes, you're trying to fund the police, but we don't need corrupt people And then people also in understand there. what that means. Like, right. research what that means when we say defund the we're police. We're not saying we're get not rid, saying of, get the rid of them. We're not saying because if something pop off right now in my apartment complex, I'm calling 911. So mm -hmm. let's be clear that that's not what that means. Right. So understand, like, when you see this stuff on social media, like, educated. do your own yeah. research about it. You know, and also understand that even as you're researching, the internet is only going to give you so much information. Mm -hmm. And the media really is controlling us, you guys. So you you have to be careful with what you're taking in and make sure that you're understanding like what these things mean exactly. because you can find yourself going down a, a, a rabbit hole of mm -hmm. like false information right so, yeah. and then you spewing out stuff that you don't that have doesn't any even make, knowledge yeah, of it's not even which real. somebody did that on the view but we ain't gonna call that lady out but god bless her but yes yeah, so we just want to make sure that we are educating ourselves mm -hmm. like in this time even when it comes to things dealing with covid and the pandemic yep you want to make sure that you're not just allowing things to come down the pipeline to you, but that you're actually Absolutely. doing That's your own key. research That's as key. well. So yeah, so you know, so for me today, I definitely got my arrest. Listen. The cops who killed Breonna Taylor because y'all definitely killed that girl. On like, amen, good God. But yeah, right. so I just think though, like, just moving forward, you guys, we have to make sure that we are in a position that we don't stop speaking, that we don't stop using our voices, yeah. and again. Black people, it is okay to grieve, mm -hmm. it's okay to be angry, it's okay to be frustrated, but we have to also take those emotions yes. and put the right energy out so we are able to get things done. Absolutely. So, yeah. Absolutely. So, that brings me to, um, as we get ready to close our first episode back, we, with despite all of the stuff that we just talked about... Mm -hmm. Um, all the all the the lows of the lows. Oh, <laughs> we made a conscious decision as individuals and collectively to say that we are not canceling twenty twenty. Can't do it. So there has been this cancel cancel culture um, mm -hmm. across the. I want to just say U.S. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if it's across the globe, but there's been this cancel uh, cancel culture, um, especially across the web and social mm -hmm. media. Against, you know, everything, but specifically 2020. 2020 yeah. And mm -hmm. there have been moments where I've caught myself just jokingly saying, like, 2020 is trash. Like, throw it out, throw it away. Right, exactly. And I had to realize, like, 
Yes, there's been some craziness that happened, but I've also received a lot of blessings. And then we had to make a conscious decision to not cancel 2020. So when you say that I refuse to cancel 2020, what does that mean to you? And why is it so important for our listeners to understand that they also should not cancel 2020, like the last three months that we have left? Got it. Well, definitely, we have to remember that life and death is in the power of the I tongue. I mean, the power of so the tongue. So we want to make sure that we are very conscious of not speaking death and cancellation over a year Jesus. that's still happening. So for me, like you said, I was definitely on my bullhorn, like, this is hot basura. Like, I'm done. <laughs> But um, after getting my life together, I realized that we we have these months left. And God had to remind me, I'm still not done. Mm. The thing is, in our finite minds, we we just see the now. Yep. God is already working yep. 2020, you know, 2021 out for us. And he was just like, you know, CJ, I'm not done with your year. And so hearing that for me, I had to take his word and then rely on it. So for me, not canceling means I'm trusting in God right. for the remainder of my days of this year. I'm going back to words that were spoken um, uh, by vision board mm-hmm. and even prophetic. I'm going to see this happen before this year is up. This is going to pass and it's going to happen this right. year. Like I still have weeks left. I still got a few months left yes. and there's nothing too hard for God. So Jesus. if I know that there's nothing too hard for him and me being adopted into his family, oh, best believe I'm yeah. going to get my come up yeah, because he owns all the cattle on the hill. He's the creator of this world. He knew that this was going to happen. So for me to try to you know, shut something off that I don't have any control of, that control I release back to him. And I mm-hmm. say, okay, well, I need X, Y, and Z to happen. Work it out for me. Mm-hmm. Let me see. I want to put you to the come test, God, because that's how much I trust you and I believe in your word. And so... I, the, 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 the advice that I would offer to everybody listening, and, and whether you're a believer or not, um, I would say just be mindful of your words. Don't cancel something that still has life in it. Mm-hmm. Don't speak death over your dreams. Don't speak death over your goals. Believe me when I tell you, if you begin to change your mindset and you go back to those goals that you that you had in the beginning of this year and you go back to the vision and you start envisioning that thing and you put a demand on it and you're going to say, I refuse to leave all of this just here and wait till a next year come. Because my God, I don't want to speak this, but what if next year doesn't come for you? Whew. So you better make the best of your days while you still have them and walk those goals out, walk those dreams out and just hold tight to that faith and say, no, my 2020 is not canceled. Heck, it is still going and it's still going to be a blessed year. So that's for me. What about you? It's pretty similar, like mm-hmm. how you said, you just standing on the words of God and just um, understanding like there's prophetic words that have been spoken over your life that right. you have to go back and look at. Um, we joked earlier about how we stopped writing in our planners like back yeah. in April <laughs> and how <laughs> we're just starting does. to pick it back up. Mm-hmm. And um, But it's important that I go back to that planner and Absolutely. look at what in January when I was super excited about 2020. Mm-hmm. What promises did God tell me? What did what plans did I have for myself? Right. And then being able to understand that I still have some months left. And I think the big thing that you said was the importance of not canceling something that is still happening. Mm-hmm. So when you said that, it literally gave me chills because I'm like, 
we are we we are literally saying like just throw it just throw it away just stop right. it and when you realize that that's not okay and that there is power in the things that you say no matter what you believe in mm-hmm. everybody understands that there's power in the things exactly. that you say whether you believe in the universe and manifestations or you believe Crystals, in Jesus Christ um, yeah. you believe that when you speak a thing it comes to pass right. and so we for me it's just going back and saying like I have too many promises for one, and I got too much work to do Absolutely. to be just sitting around. The months are going to go by whether I do something with them or not. Mm-hmm. And if I see, if, if, if God allows me to wake up and see another day of this year, what can I do to make the most of it? Absolutely. And so, um, yeah, I think that, you know, we just have so much that we wanted to do and accomplish that for me just to say that 2020 is over would be would just be a joke right yeah so just keeping it simple like just going back and just even telling god like god there are moments where i don't understand i don't see what you're doing i don't see how you're moving and how you're working but i trust you still i still believe that you said that this is going to happen and i do believe that this could be a setup this is a setup year for us Mm -hmm. um and just speaking those things over over myself in those in those times where I'm just like, if one more thing happens this year, I'm going to just right. jump. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that it, it, to offer anybody any advice, it would just be like to go back to December mm-hmm. when um, go back to December when you decided that. 2020 is my year, and you have all those different goals. Mm-hmm. Go back and look at those and see. If there's anything that you've stopped working on or you you put down or COVID stopped, how can you go back and say, I owe it to myself to get these things done? You may not be able to get it done before the year is over, but how can you start back and get that momentum back to see? Because, again, it goes back to that hope. Mm-hmm. You working on those things is giving you hope that there is a future. So exactly. go back to those, go back to those goals, go back to those visions, that dream board, the words that has been spoken over your life, um, the things that God has told you, and make a decision mm-hmm. that this is going to be my year, no matter what. There's things that CJ and I have been working on, and we're like, no, it's by the end of the year because right. we said it exactly. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm hoping that we're going to be able to share the, that stuff with you guys soon mm-hmm. but um yeah 2020 is not canceled not no matter all. what has happened this year you guys know that god is still in control he still has the final say and um you still you you're still too dope to be broke and all that other good stuff like right. we, we're still we're still confessing the same things over here um and it's not canceled Yo, <laughs> we are really back up in this thing. I just realized, like, Man, it, it feels, feels good, so good, right? It feels so good. You guys, we just wanted to catch up with you because it has been a minute right. and it is season two. We have so much in store for you guys this season, mm-hmm. including being able to visually see us. So we're excited about all this. <laughs> <laughs> just smiled at the camera. <laughs> so you guys, we have so much in store, as you know, like expect the unexpected with us but right. in the meantime be sure to visit us on social media at two dose we broke follow us also visit our website at www.twodosebebroke.com 
Is it Nest? Nest? Yes. And um, follow, oh, visit our other website. Yes. We got multiples at www.2dope2notvote.com. Yes, that was super, super important, you guys, especially Mm. during this Mm. season. Um, As I stated before, you only have like a day left before you can uh, register to vote here in California. You can actually go straight to our website and then it will link you over to the um, website that you need to register. So make sure you do that, you guys. You still have uh, opportunity to make a change and a difference um, this year. So go and visit the site. Register to vote. You still have time. Get merch. Um, yeah, get merch. We have two <laughs> shirts that are out. Um, we're really excited about Too Dope to Not Vote. And then when we vote, shift happens. Yes, we meant shift. to say that. Uh, because we really wanted to say something else and we couldn't. Right. So, <laughs> so go and get your merch, you guys, yes. um, and follow us on Instagram. You can follow me on Instagram at kim.s.scott, and you can follow CJ at... She is C. Johnson, S-H-E-I-S-C-J-O-H-N-S-O-N. And dang it, do you guys hear that music? I've missed that music. You guys, we are so excited to be back with you. And until next time, stay Stay dope. dope.